Hi guys, I'm Dr. Chris Polod, Mr. Chris to most of the kids at Little Pieces Club. I am a pediatrician in practice for about 15 years and I've been in an academic institution and I uh, do a little research and uh, give lots of presentations and teach medical students. I'm a child of divorce and I was led a couple years ago to create Little Pieces Club Ministries. And what it is, is a blending of psycho psychology and science and the healing themes, grief and resilience themes found in the Bible. And we anchor it all in the greatest commandments where we're learning to love God, self and others so that we can have healthy relationships and you as a parent can support your kids as they develop the skills needed for those healthy relationships when they grow up. You can connect with us on a couple different platforms. Uh, there are Twitter handle, Instagram, TikTok, traditional email, and the QR code will get you to our public-facing Facebook group. And I may have a couple of questions for you uh, that I'll message you about if you want to join there. But our uh, list of videos and activity sheets are uh, stored there. So this week for the parent versions of all of the Little Pieces Club Ministries um, learning sessions, I'm going to start uh, releasing a video and podcast. So if you'd like to follow along, you can do it visually or uh, you can grab the parent podcast uh, for the small group episodes and uh, see what your kids are learning and hearing uh, with each episode. It's part of um, our commitment to transparency uh, so you're able to um, understand, shepherd, and reinforce uh, what, what we teach here at Little Pieces Club Ministries as we're helping kids recover from uh, the trauma of divorce and separation and other traumas as well. A brief slide goes through our current um, social media offerings. We have a public facing Facebook group. Uh, I do have a Twitter account that I'm update, updating. Instagram is our most frequently updated site. Uh, TikTok is sort of in the works and you can always email me any questions or comments uh, that you have that I don't see on the other socials. And the QR code goes right to our Facebook group site. And this is where people can download um, the episodes for the small groups for children um, and access those and also uh, get the activity sheets. The teen groups uh, focus mainly on journaling prompts, uh, but the children's small groups uh, have an activity sheet that goes with them. So we're looking at the title slide and this week is acceptance and this is episode 10 of uh, 40 episodes really uh, for small groups and it's episode 6 uh, or part 6 of our grief series. So this is just a reminder of our at-home format. We try to respect um, and encourage children to um, gain the skills of knowing when they need to be in solitude and when they need to be in community. So I do encourage parents to allow them to view the content uh, on their own um, or choose a sibling, a parent, or a special adult to do it with them. Uh, so they can play a fun game for 15 to 20 minutes and set a timer. 
um, have a snack ready uh, so that when they go through their prayer requests that they can um, uh, eat a really nice, uh, delightful snack. doesn't have to be anything super healthy. Um, and then we go through prayers. We go through the lesson aspect of today. And then we say a prayer to close the video. And that then returns them to their fun game for 15 or 20 minutes. So I just have a holding slide here for that introductory playtime. And then when we um, go back, uh, it's just a reminder of where we can, uh, where you can get the resources. So our next um, pause in what we do is the snack and prayer time. And so uh, what we try to do is encourage emotional intelligence and give kids space and time to think over their past week. This is actually close to what's called um, the prayer of examine. And that's a very, very old uh, Latin term. Um, and this process was developed by the Desert Fathers, where you just take a period of time and ask, um, you know, what you were feeling. And then was God close or far? Did you feel him close or far? So that's the basics of examine. And the way we do it in Little Pieces Club is to connect it to our feelings. So at the top of the prayer sheet on the uh, video, you would see um, a yellow stripe, which uh, is, God, have you given me things, uh, or God, you have given me things to be joyful about this week, and I am particularly happy about, and then the kids can talk through those things. And then there's a quick prayer, thank you, God, for these things. Next is a pink stripe where it uh, reflects on fun and delight. So, God, it gives me rest and delight to spend time with you alone and with my family and friends this week. I really liked, and then uh, they can fill in the blank. Thank you, Abba, for this special time. Uh, next we have, God, not all feelings are pleasant, and this week I was disgusted about and then help me deal with these things. Uh, next is anger. God, I know it's okay to be mad. This week I am particularly angry about. Help me forgive and be less angry. Next is sadness. God, this week I feel sad about. Help me understand these things, God. And finally, fear. God, please help me with my fears. This week I am particularly worried about. Help me be less afraid and more able to trust you. So feel free as a parent to go through this process on a regular basis. Because remember, you can't shepherd your kids unless you understand intimately what it is that we're doing. So I do encourage you to adopt these practices in your own life. And I, I bet you'll see lots of improvements. So after we do that, we go through what I call Ask Me and Ask Each Other. And this just gives us intentional space for kids uh, to know that they can ask questions, uh, which usually they don't. And then I can ask them uh, certain pointed questions to get ready for the learning uh, for uh, today's uh, lesson. Um, but it's just to give them space. And if you're using socials, um, th uh, throw questions into emails or the comments, and I will plan future sessions with them. So a reminder slide is popping up now 
So, and we remember that we're going through the grief series. And so the various stages that aren't necessarily experienced in order or in an orderly fashion are shock or disbelief, anger, sadness, bargaining, acceptance. And then finally, what we're talking about is embracing a future with God. And so that's what comes essentially with acceptance is being able to move forward with an enlarged soul that's stronger and more able to deal with adversity. Now, we're also talking about the fact that you can have bitter acceptance, which is really an incomplete grieving process. Um, So we'll kind of throw those ideas in um, as we move forward. So a couple things to consider is thinking back check the parts of grief that you feel you have experienced. So we're trying to encourage kids to reflect back on um, if they've gone through a grieving process related to their trauma, divorce, or separation. And just, I I try to encourage everyone to remember that each person's grief is unique, much like a snowflake is. Um, So we just need to remember that not all the stages apply, Um, but you should feel at some point when the process is complete, this ability to embrace a future where the trauma is in your past, um, but not holding power over you. So next we ask, what does acceptance feel like? And we're looking at a picture of a cat laying on their back lounging. So first of all, what words come to mind about acceptance? And we encourage the kids at this point to write a few down on their sheet or in their journals. And then what might acceptance feel like to you? What are the aspects of grieving that each individual child has been working on, whether it's a particular loss of an individual or loss of an activity that happens very frequently or complete change of circumstances Um, so just, we try to get their brain oriented towards what, like inviting the stage to occur, uh, is, is what's happening in the background. But many people I have found through talking over the years, they're actually afraid of the grieving process, um, for some things that, um, maybe are misconceptions that we're going to deal with here in the next slide. So first of all, we go through in this case, what acceptance is not. And so acceptance is not forgetting. I think I've, well, I've spoken with folks who have lost loved ones in their family, and it's as if their comments indicate that they don't want to grieve because they don't want to forget their um, brother, sister, or whoever they lost. So you will still miss how things used to be. It's just that after grieving, it won't be as overwhelming and you won't be super focused on the past. It takes the sting away from the past, but you still will remember and cherish the individuals that you've lost or the time and the situation that's been lost. So next, acceptance is not giving up. Again, it's a break, it's a a softening of the bond of the past so that you can orient more towards what you're going to do in the future. So that's what acceptance is all about. You will be a better person, 
Going through loss helps people be emotionally stronger, better able to choose and talk about feelings and realizing what we control versus what we influence or are concerned about. And finally, it's not being a freak. Now, I will tell you that going through acceptance and grief, you often will feel different than friends who haven't gone through what you have. You're not a freak. You're now more experienced in life. And we try to encourage kids that they are more caring and open to others like a superpower. I remember in the movies for Harry Potter, he and Luna could see, um, I forget the names of the dark horses that pulled uh, the sleds and the carriages, but only people who had seen death could see them. And this is kind of like the, the, um, the concept that we're going through when it comes to acceptance and grieving. So there are common acceptance thoughts that children of divorce and separation typically feel like. Um, so uh, this slide is specific to divorce and separation, but you can see echoes of what other kids would think when they go through some type of grief or loss. So first is, I guess this is my new normal. And so that's realizing that this, uh, however it is, is the way it's going to be. And then realizing my parents are not getting back together no matter what I try to do. Because remember, that's the bargaining stage. If I do this, then I can get mom and dad back together. I'll have to get used to seeing my parents at two places. Again, this implies that they're grieving the fact that their house has now been split in two. And that is definitely something that they should be able to grieve. Next is, I guess we will get used to two homes with two different lives. So more than just getting used to the physical place, it's realizing that I'm going to have two different lives with these parents. Next is, they keep, keep saying it will be okay, and maybe they're right. It's when kids begin to believe that they'll be okay moving forward um, after the divorce and separation, and where we feel less need to cling. So we have kids pause while we're going through these thoughts and write down at least one thought that they agree with, or we make them um, uh, space to uh, feel free to write their own thoughts that they might feel as they get through acceptance. And then God, I know you can make goodness come from bad. And so uh, again, connecting our grief back to God is something that we always want to uh, remember. So next we're going to look at what stories in the Bible help us understand acceptance. And there's a couple in particular that we want to pay close attention to. And the first one is Job. So in Job was subjected to evil treatment despite following God's rules. The thing we know about Job's character is that he was innocent. He was an upright, upstanding man. And the opposer or the Satan, which we call Satan, challenged God that Job was going to crumble if everything was taken away from him. So we can look to Job chapter 40, verses 3 through 5. And this is after the Lord had come to Job and started challenging Job in his, um, in his time of suffering. So Job answered the Lord and said, Behold, I am of small account. 
what shall I answer you? I lay my hand on my mouth. I have spoken once, and I will not answer twice, but I will proceed no further. So this is humility that Job was um, understanding in his suffering after God had come and told him how complex the universe is and that things happen beyond our understanding. So that is the biblical author's response to some of these questions that we get about suffering. Next, we turn to Joseph is a really wonderful example of um, this idea of what happens when innocent people go through tough times. And so he was prisoned unfairly. And the story is clear that he did nothing wrong other than being an adolescent who was a little bit self-righteous and um, just told his brothers about things that were happening to him. But after he had been in prison, Pharaoh asks him some questions, and we see that Joseph has accepted and submitted to God's reality. Joseph answered Pharaoh, It is not in me. God will give Pharaoh a favorable answer. And so what happened here is, after so many years of Joseph being imprisoned, that he could have been bitter at God, and when asked, um, sort of not given God the credit. But when he did, he sh- uh, he's showing us the fact that he went through a forgiving acceptance about uh, his fate when he was in jail for so many years. And what I'm showing in this slide is a picture from the movie Joseph, King of Dreams, where he was in his prison and he found time to nurture a tree. And that connects us back to the tree of life metaphor that we talk about often um, in Little Pieces Club Ministries. And it just shows his time of caring uh, for another uh, living thing while he was imprisoned for so many years. And this is in stark contrast to bitter acceptance, where um, it's really not full grief and we connect and, and stay connected to our anger. So in our grieving series, we have turned to Matthew 26 um, and Jesus up on the cross, because we have to be reminded that one of the biggest stories of grief and acceptance that is there for us to learn is Jesus himself, the one who is set on earth to be our good shepherd, to lead us through this life. And that means lead us through this life and suffering and grief. And so we see him uh, sweating tears of blood in the Garden of Gethsemane, where he is so anxious and so fearful about what's about to happen. But he says, you can take this cup from me, God, and asks for that. But then in a moment of um, forgiving acceptance, he says, but God, your will be done. And so Jesus is leading us through our grief so that when we go through sacrifice, we can find this acceptance on the other side. And so we see going a little further, this is the quote from the Bible, he fell with his face to the ground and prayed, my father, if it is possible, may this cup be taken from me, yet not as I will, but as you will. So the activity for this session uh, has to do with clay. So if you have clay, Um, or modeling clay, what we're trying to think through is, for a minute, just have some fun working with that clay. Roll it and make it whatever you would like. 
And what we're looking for is this idea that um, our hands are um, forming that clay, much like what God does to us. And so we have a couple of questions to think through when we're doing this activity with modeling clay. And so the first question is, if the clay has feelings, how did it feel when you started to shape it? If it was very happy the way it was, and then you started to mold and shape it, what would that piece of clay feel like? And next, how does it feel when it realizes it started as a lump of clay and now it's been made into a new and potentially even more useful or valuable object? And then we, of course, can turn this question into our own lives where we look at the forces that caused us to grieve and what they're shaping us into. So do kids from divorce, separation, and trauma feel the same sometimes, where that trauma was the hand of God that was shaping us into something? And even though timelines take a long time, I think we can invite our future when we have these types of thoughts in our minds, which is, yeah, I went through something very tough, but it's going to help me be what God needs me to be in the next few months or years. And that's a very resilient mindset to have after grief and trauma. So we're going to start to finish up our episode with a Lectio Divina verse. And this one is from Jeremiah 18, verse 3 and 4. And remember, Lectio is a four-step process. And I do slow down and go through that process so that you understand it at home. And so the first thing we do is we read through a passage, paying close attention to a word or phrase in that passage that has particular meaning for our hearts um, in the given moment. And then we reflect more deeply on that. We decide how God is wanting us to respond to that. And then we rest as we go through it one more time. So I went down to the potter's house and there he was working at his wheel And the vessel he was making of clay was spoiled in the potter's hands. He reworked it into another vessel, as it seemed good to the potter to do. So then, what part of this verse has stood out to you? Today, um, I am going to focus on, he reworked it into another vessel. And then we'll reflect on how, what we are to respond to this. So here we go. So I went down to the potter's house, and there he was working at his wheel. And the vessel he was making of clay was spoiled in the potter's hands, and he reworked it into another vessel, as it seemed good to the potter to do. So as we decide, how are we supposed to respond to this? And remember, good, Jesus tells us the only person who is good is God. So we can see that this verse, um, the potter is clearly to be God. So it is good that he reworked us into another vessel. And even though we are suffering in grief and our trauma was very um, hard to go through, if we realize that he's working us into another vessel, we can just simply accept that gift in our hearts and look forward to the day that we are fully formed. So I'll read it a third time. So I went down to the potter's house, and there he was working at his wheel. 
and the vessel he was making of clay was spoiled in the potter's hands, and he reworked it into another vessel, as it seemed good to the potter to do. And finally, we can rest in the fact that we know we are being reworked into another more valuable, more useful vessel by the good potter that we think of as God. So I went down to the potter's house, and there he was, working at his wheel. And the vessel he was making of clay was spoiled in the potter's hands, and he reworked it into another vessel, as it seemed good to the potter to do. So that's our Lectio for this episode, and so we'll move into our prayer. So dear Heavenly Father, I beg you to help remind every person hearing this prayer that you hear all prayers and suffer with us, as Jesus' story reminds us. We know that Jesus went through tremendous suffering, and that was all so he could be our good shepherd and lay down his life for us. Help each person come to the end of their grief and accept what has happened and what will be happening, and help each parent help their child do just that. We know acceptance is a place where we do not forget, but are calm in knowing we are in a new place of strength and that our soul has been enlarged. Help us know that you are always working and forming us into the people you need us to be in your kingdom. While grieving something lost is hard, we thank you for your presence and love. Help us be at peace, being formed by your expert hands. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Thank you for joining us for another session, um, and feel free to leave comments and future questions.